On today's episode of Power of the Towel, part of the Next Misconduct network of podcasts, just four more games, four more games until this hellish season is past us for the Vancouver Canucks. We get into all of that. Of course, we have to bring up the Jim Benning situation, the Travis Green situation, because let's face it, there's not much to talk about from these past few games. Going to those past few games, of course, because this is Power of the Towel. And we'll end the show with Tyler Toffoli's Players Tribune article that has us in our feelings. Should be a good one. You'll be saying wow every time you use this towel. He's not a person at all. He's a towel. You're a towel. But in Vancouver, mainly it's all about towel power. Are you ready? Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Solo Friday episode of Power of the Towel, part of the Next Misconduct Network of Podcasts. I'm your host, Nick Bondi. As usual, please remember to subscribe to the Next Misconduct Network Wherever you get podcasts, please li- leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts as well. That really helps us out a lot. My name is Nick Bonney, the host of Power of the Towel, and only four more games, folks. Only four more games, and we are free from this hellish season for the Vancouver Canucks. I'm recording this Friday afternoon. It's a beautiful day outside. Go enjoy the outside if you can. And there's really just not really much to talk about from these last couple of games. It was a 5 nothing loss to the Winnipeg Jets, a eventual 4-1 loss to the Calgary Flames. I think at this point, and I, I could, I if you told me this two to three weeks ago, I, I wouldn't believe you. I would have said, you're crazy. I don't think the Vancouver Canucks are catching the Ottawa Senators at this point. I think the Vancouver Canucks will actually finish last in the Canadian division, the Scotia North division, cementing themselves for the most part as the worst team in Canada. It's truly unbelievable, really. Of course, the Canucks COVID-19 outbreak, I feel, has had a big impact on that. And the Sens, you know, playing decent hockey down the stretch, 9-2-1. Over the last 12 games to end their season for the Ottawa Senators, they have the makings of a somewhat decent team maybe going forward. I think they'll definitely be better than Detroit and Buffalo next season if slash when the NHL goes back to their quote-unquote normal divisions. And that 4-1 game last night, I think it cements that Jack Rathbone is more important to this franchise than Ole Olevi at this point. Of course, Ole Olevi had that high-profile mistake uh, on the Calgary goal, the Andrew Mangiapane tip in front. And people want to see Ole Olevi succeed. I know it. People want to see him play. But at this point, I think Jack Rathbone's more important to this franchise going forward than Ole Olevi. Jack Rathbone has a better chance of being a better NHL defenseman at this point than one Ole Olevi. I tweeted this out yesterday. Replace fifth overall with fifth round pick with Ole Levy while having a totally different conversation about him. If he's a fifth round pick, 
People are happy he's even at this stage. People are happy that you've gotten somewhat NHL defenseman on your team. But of course, he was a fifth overall pick. You can't change the past. He was a fifth overall pick. And people want to see that pan out. People don't want to lose hope on Ole Levy. Again, he was a fifth overall pick. You can't change that. But I think at this point, his skating and his defending on the rush is not going to lead him to be an impact NHL defense. And he can be a third-pairing defenseman. And it's unfortunate where the Canucks draft him. And it was unfortunate with all the injuries during his development. That I think I think that will be the story of Ole Levy's career is the injuries, what could have been. Of course, yeah, he had a couple of good stretch passes, but if he can't defend, if he can't take in basic care of his own zone, then why are you keeping him around? The Canucks only, I think, had two shots in the third period against the Flames on Thursday night. And I know I was watching the, uh, the press conferences, you know, the Zoom press conferences they have after the games. And then the players are obviously going to say, you know, it's we're there to win the games. It's not that important that the games are going on during the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, which is going to happen on Sunday. But it's got to be weird. It's got to be weird. And I love how the NHL, I love how the NHL is scheduling these games, these last few games, as afternoon games, kind of just pushing them to the side. They don't, don't look at these. The just pay attention to the Stanley Cup playoffs. These games are not happening. But it's it's going to be weird these last these last few games. We we mentioned it last last episode. It's going to be very weird watching these games that are going on during the Stanley Cup playoffs during the day. And I don't blame it. We've said it on this podcast before. I do not blame anyone for wanting to just tune out these last few games. I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. These games. These games are going to be brutal to watch. That's going to be me watching these games. Again, I've said it before. I have a weird sense of moral obligation because of this podcast you're listening to to watch these games, but I don't want to. I'm going to hate myself while I do it. But now I think we can officially begin the off-season talk. It's off-season season now, even with the, you know, a handful of games remaining in the schedule. The Jim Benning situation. Is there a chance Jim Benning comes back? I think earlier in the season, you know, February, March, I said, no way there's he comes back. We reached critical mass. Later on in the season, I think I, I was resigned to the fact that he could come back. Now I'm thinking... Maybe there's a chance he doesn't come back. There's a lot of well-connected people out there, a lot of insiders who are saying it's 50-50 at this point, and there's a good chance he doesn't come back. I think Matt Sakaris hinted this morning on a Rick Dollywall and Don Taylor show that it could be a major house cleaning coming on. I don't know what to think of the Jim Benning situation. I think there has to be a change in management. Whether that change will happen, I don't know. Jim Benning is like a cockroach after a nuclear apocalypse. He will find a way. He will find a way to survive. <laughs> He's going to find a way. I will not believe. I will not believe Jim Benning is gone until I see the official tweet 
from the Canucks Twitter account saying Jim Benning has been relieved of his duties as general manager of the Vancouver Canucks. Even if it's from a, a well-trusted, connected insider like a Rick Dollywall, like a Patrick Johnston, both former guests of the show, by the way, um, I'm not going to believe it. I'm not, I don't, don't want to get my hopes up. I don't want to be bamboozled like that. I think there's a good chance he's gone personally. I think, and I think, I believe actually Patrick Johnson in his column, this his the skate column, as he calls it, uh, mentions there are two things that you know get this ownership group's attention: it's financial losses and it's the quote unquote brand, the brand of the Vancouver Canucks, both of which have been I think severely affected this season. Obviously, no fans in the stands has affected them financially, and the brand has taken a big hit. No doubt the brand has taken a big hit this year. I think even the most pessimistic fans out there who thought the bubble experience was a mirage did not think the Canucks had a chance at finishing last in the Canadian division, the Scotia North division. Truly unprecedented how this team has just fallen off a cliff this season. Now, Travis Green, there's some coaching vacancies out there since we last recorded. David Quinn, gone as head coach of the New York Rangers. A full, a full, a full reshuffling in New York. Could Travis Green be a fit in the Big Apple? It would be tempting for a guy like Travis Green, young core, a lot of talent there, that need to maybe be molded into a serious contender. But I've read reports that John Tortorella might be back because uh, the New York Rangers owner likes him. Gerard Gallant. I th- I think at this point, we, we've said it before, Travis Green is going to test the open market as head coach of the, of the Vancouver Canucks. He is going to test the open market. There's not he's not going to be re-signed before, and like Matt Zakaris said, I, I can maybe this is a situation where you need to let the head coach go to see the general manager out the door as well. And I'm gonna actually I'm gonna post this on the Twitter page sometime soon. Would you be okay with Travis Green being let go of as the head coach of the Vancouver Canucks if it meant Jim Benning was gone as well? Would you be okay with that? I think I would. I think it's more important to have a new management structure in place that can build a contender around the core than it is keeping Travis Green as well. As much as I love Travis Green, as much as I think he is a quality NHL coach, he's a good NHL coach for this franchise, he's a good communicator, he's obviously had a great resume with the young kids in this franchise. I would be okay with Travis Green walking if that means Jim Benning and the management, if there's a complete management overhaul. I'd be 100% okay with that. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to get into this Tyler DeFoley Players Tribune article. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we are back. And I just want to... The Tyler Jafoli Players Tribune article was making the rounds uh, yesterday morning, Thursday morning. And it's talked about his career. Obviously, him in L.A. getting traded to Vancouver, then re-signing in Montreal, uh, signing in Montreal, sorry. I just want to read... Let's just read the relevant clip for us here. I got hurt in the bubble in the series against Vegas. Didn't quite go our way last summer, but it seemed like the start of something special out there. And I just felt like I really fit in with that group off the ice. Everything was easy. That's why I wanted to come back to Vancouver. I could have seen myself finishing out my career there. But hockey is a business. I understand that. And at the end of the day, there was no offer from the Canucks end. So we had to go another direction. It was disappointing, but I knew that there was going to be a team out there that wanted me and saw me for the player I know I am. And here's the funny thing about what happened next. When I was with the Canucks, I had been watching a lot of games during my time in the bubble in Edmonton because there wasn't a whole lot to do. A little uh, typo there. And one of the guys who kept catching my eye, Nick Suzuki. I'm serious. I didn't get to see a whole lot of him while I was playing on the West Coast. But watching him against the Pens, I was just like, man, I want to play on this guy's line one day. So when my agent came to me during this last offseason and said, Montreal's interested, Nick was one of the guys I thought of when I was looking through their lineup. I heard from my buddy Nate Thompson that the Habs were a great group of guys off the ice. This is something that matters a lot to me. And Kat, that's his wife, and I both really love the idea of living in Montreal. So it just made sense. Now, I know Tyler DeFoley did not mean to dunk on Jim Benning and the Vancouver Canucks. But of course, that's what got the headlines here in Vancouver. The, obviously, the line that was kind of bandied about there was no offer from the Canucks end so we had to go in another direction and he wanted to stay here look we all remember what happened back in February when Tyler Foley scores his hat trick against the Vancouver Canucks and then follows it up with a two goal performance in the last the next game sorry great save by Demko to rob him of the hat trick five goals in two games I said at the time, I'll just repeat it for everyone out there. There is something very visceral in your face about a guy like Tyler Toffoli scoring a hat trick against you because you could have re-signed this guy, but you chose to go in another direction. You chose to prioritize guys like Jake Vertanen. You could ignore the Canucks cap problems, I think, before that. But again, there's just something so visceral in your face about Tyler Toffoli scoring a hat trick that says, man, our cap situation is fucked, and we fucked up by not signing this guy. And I wonder, you know, he's going to be in Montreal for presumably another three years after this season. I wonder, like, how often we're going to be referring to the Tyler Toffoli debacle going forward with the Vancouver Canucks. Because if he, you know, let, let's say he keeps up this pace for his entire contract in Montreal, that he is a consistent, you know, 25, 30 goal scorer. 
for the Montreal Canadiens on a reasonable deal. How often are we going to look back and say, man, Canucks messed up that trade? And I liked the Tyler DeFoley trade at the time. He was obviously a great fit here with the Canucks. But the fact they weren't able to re-sign him and, and, and prioritizing guys like Jay Furtanen and a guy like Brayden Holpe over Tyler DeFoley will be looked back, I feel, as a big, big mistake from this management group in the near future. But I know Tyler DeFoley didn't mean to dunk on the Vancouver Canucks. But as Canucks fans, as people who follow this team, we're, we're experts at finding things to dunk on for the Vancouver Canucks. And this, and this was definitely one of them. Anyways, that is today's episode of Power of the Towel, part of the Next Misconduct Network of Podcasts. I'm your host, Nick Bondi. Make sure to rate and review the network wherever you get podcasts, but especially on Apple Podcasts. Helps us out a lot with the rankings. Once again, this is Power of the Towel, part of the Next Misconduct Network of Podcasts. Thank you for listening.